Brett Perigo, tonight's second place finisher. Plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish. Yeah, I got to shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terror Boards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with and talk to. I, I really like them. I'm talking here. <laughs> you know who you're talking to? <laughs> my domain! Oh <laughs> my way to Money Night Raw! second one <laughs> <laughs> your choice it's a oh. trap I feel like it is I feel like he's, he's setting up fights in the front stretch is what he's trying to do <laughs> Sitting here with Sean Keen. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about racing history. Yep. What's up? What's up? Monday, October 30th, 2023. I am Jimmy, joined here with Chris and Jay Z. We are the Turn to Terribles. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to recap Bridgeport, where we were. We got to do a great pre-race show there this past weekend. Uh, we're also going to talk about the big all-star circuit of champions sale to the High Limit Series, or a High Limit Group. Um, we also will talk more silly season. There's a lot more rides changing. And we also preview the World Finals and get into a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. Make sure you put your comments in the chat uh, and your questions and, and opinions, and we want to hear them. Uh, fellas, how you guys doing tonight? What's going on? I like the new font that was over there. You got the new font on there, the Halloween font. That was fancy. Yeah, they uh, they they that popped in today. We got a little special Halloween font for today, so that's pretty cool. That's a nice little uh, little bonus here from shout out to Restream. <laughs> doing good though. Doing good. Excited to get into this a little bit and see what everybody else is in the out in the world, uh, you know, thinks about some of these topics. So I'm excited. Chris, how was your weekend, man? Not as exciting as you guys, but me and a kid hung out with the fall fest that we enjoy with the bridge. Um, <laughs> we were not at the racetrack. We were at the, the steam engine grounds. Had a great time, though. So 
Yeah, good deal. It was a beautiful weekend. I mean, you couldn't beat the weather on Saturday. Felt like a late summer day. It was great. In true bridge track fashion. We rode a train and hay rides. <laughs> so um, I know, I know the haters. I love it, but we had a good time. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, well, let's get into this past weekend, Bridgeport, their Oktoberfest weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. We went on Saturday to the pre-race show, like I said. Uh, Friday, they had USAC East Coast, of course, the 410 Sprint Cars, and they had News Sprint Cars as well on Friday night. And then Saturday was 410 Sprint Cars, USAC East Coast, as well as uh, their modified division. Uh, great show. Um, all weekend, I was glued on Friday night. It was a pretty cool deal. They do a little bit of a different format. I know some people were kind of on social media were a little up and down about the format, but I think it's something different, especially this late in the season. I I think it was a cool little deal. <clears throat> I don't know what you guys stunning, thought of the format. Stunning that social media did not like the format of an event at a racetrack. Truly stunned. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I, I had no say in it, but I think Friday was like, I think it was better than last year. Last year was more confusing than even this year. Um, but to split it up and have some odd hot lap session determine a couple cars into a dash, I, I don't, I didn't quite get that whole premise to build up excitement to something. Um, that a hot lap session meant so much. Now those guys still had the opportunity to race Saturday to improve their position in the dash, but it was six cars yeah. or something in the dash or eight cars. So. I don't know. I, I just didn't quite understand it. I mean, make it make Friday practice night and be a practice night. It shouldn't mean a whole lot for Saturday. I get the idea, but I don't know how about the execution. I, I, I think the idea was because they have that non-winners race, which I think is a cool deal, um, something different. And then so the guys who did win something, then what was the point of them showing up? And I think that's why they do that, which I understand, well, you know, but, but no, I get it. I mean, I, I get it, too. The run race then. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't disagree. I did not want but to pay I, out. I, I think it was fine. I think it was. What's that? Was there no money on the line Friday night for anything? Um, I can't remember. I don't Is know the if thing, they won something for a good time or spots. Well, maybe that non-winners race. But was that just a money grab then to get fans in the seats to not pay out anything to the drivers? Uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Someone can chime in. I'm not disparaging the track until I have the facts, but I, I don't understand it. <laughs> the banana running around out. the infield. I do want to point out there's a little bit of an echo from Jeremy. I just don't know where it's coming from. Um, I kind of hear it too. Hello? Hello? I don't hear it Hi. now. Hi. Maybe I do. News paid a thousand bucks. What's news? Uh, that was the other wingless sprint car division on Friday night. Okay. They, they, so they, they have great engines. The fast three guys ran a heat on Saturday because they could, those dash spots they earned Friday were the last three spots of the dash. They they can run their heats to improve their dash starting spot. I have a question. So what does being in the dash do for you? Well, gets you in the top six of the Saturday feature. They were locked into it, no matter how Saturday went. Right, locked into the dash. They didn't have to run a heat if they didn't want to, but they all ran their heats to try and improve their dash starting spot. It wasn't a draw. Right, I was I was kind of confused because there was someone that said they had. Oh, sure, it wasn't a draw. It was a because Peck started on the pole. 
there was a motor change. There was a motor change. Somebody did a motor change. Got the tail, the dash on Saturday, and then it started twenty second. Spence, Kyle Spence did. Um, yeah, he didn't start at the. He wasn't in the dash, dude. He Kyle, wasn't in the dash. I was just reading was whatever they posted. They were they got the tail, the end of the dash. I didn't know what that meant. He didn't, he, they didn't have a B, and he was having uh, engine issues, so they let him go out. He was a half lap back and just ran a green flag lap and parked it. He didn't run for. Because they, they can't they ended up not having to be. They allowed him to go out and run a lap under green to make sure his engine issues were fixed. I'm just gonna blame Ant Bay then for the weird wording on his um, social media listen, posts. Chris, you're too far from your camera. You keep blurring out because it wants to focus on your pants leg. <laughs> Figure it out, bud. Yeah, Figure it out. I am I'm happy as hell over here, so I don't care what you say. Billy Dietrich in the chat saying, Hey, where's your Halloween costume? Why even try after you came on here as Macho Man? You know what I mean? Like how you can't talk about can't beat that. We're all ugly as hell anyway. We don't need any help. Yeah, this is enough. This is plenty. It's true. We're, we're scary enough looking. Um, Do want to give a sh- uh, shout out before we get into the rest of the Bridgeport stuff here to Alex Robinson, who's in chat here. He's helped. He helped us get uh, make all this happen on Saturday. We had a great time. We learned a lot about what we want to eventually do with some of this pre-race stuff um, and doing more stuff at the track. And uh, Alex was a huge help. So I do want to thank him. Uh, Doug Rose and the entire staff at Bridgeport. Uh, they were all very welcoming and helpful and uh, you know, very hospitable. So yeah. It's all I have left, Billy. I'm out of beer. I, I need to make a beer run. I had this left from like a year ago out in my garage, but it's <laughs> beer. So I figured it was better than no beer. I could have water and be have, I mean, that's all. I'm guessing he's shit talking your beer, but, you know, I see lights, not much a step above that. So. Say what I said, Billy. Say what I said. We're gonna have we're gonna have a beer debate here soon. <laughs> this um, isn't a beer podcast. <laughs> this is not a beer podcast. We just consume it. Uh, so anyway, so Friday night they had uh, you had three uh, Tyler Ross for one. Shout out to him. Left the seventy five. Went to his that's his own five car, I believe. Right, that's the family car. Ross racing. Uh, Won the non non winners race and then went out and locked himself into the dash also by going to get quick time in his group. So uh, he looked really good there uh, all weekend. Yeah, he, he's no slouch at Bridgeport, and we talked about that. He's a guy that, whenever you know URC would go over there, or you know he, there's speed in that five car, and I think even this year, every time it's been out, it's been very competitive. Um, you know, and I think he talked about maybe expanding that that deal next year. Um, got to feel good leaving Bridgeport and, and with a good run. And I don't know if they're going to run not in a couple of weeks, but definitely a confidence boost, I think, for that five car for sure. Absolutely. Um, Kyle Reinhardt was another one that uh, locked in. And who was the other car? Was it, I think it was Macri, the other. Those were the three that locked in Friday night into the dash for Saturday. Uh, they were the three quick timers. So going into Saturday, um, Obviously, we did the pre-race show. We did it with Kyle Reinhardt. We we interviewed Kyle Reinhardt, uh, Briggs Danner, and Joseph Watson for, uh, with the Modifieds. And all three of those guys finished in the top two, including Kyle Reinhardt with the big $15,000 victory for the 410s. Congratulations to him. He was fired up. It was awesome to see. Um, I, I was definitely really, really happy for him. Yeah, I was pumped. And and we talked about it during that interview. If you guys didn't see that interview, it's on our, on our page and also Bridgeport's page. You know, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I don't think I'm the only one that know or, or pays attention enough. But 
he's good at Bridgeport, guys. He on a national level good at Bridgeport. And he talked about it and said, like some maybe nationally outside of Central PA, people don't realize that. But consistently now for a couple of years, yeah, big facts, Billy. Um, consistently for a couple of years, Kyle Reinhardt got to watch it, Bridgeport. And he had some really good showings. And so it didn't surprise me at all. He loves racing in the state of New Jersey, he said, which is a weird thing to have anything enjoyable in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Um, no, I was pumped for him for sure, and he was fired up in victory lane. That's a great way to end his season as well. Right. And if you, if you go back to our last video, Jeremy, I asked you the question, and the first name you said was Kyle Reinhardt as a favorite to win Bridgeport. Um, he finished second high limit. So it, it, I guess it's kind of surprising, but also it's not. Like he's been strong there every time, recent history that they've been there. Yeah, and you know, the other name that we talked about obviously was Anthony Macri in that conversation and Justin Peck. And Justin Peck was me too. So um, it kind of went as expected a little bit, but. Not a surprise completely to see Reinhardt up there at Victory Lane. Steph saying she's drinking a four loco, so I can't say too much about bad drinks. That's an understatement. Uh, And she has Jenny Ice in the fridge. So, Steph, be safe, buddy. Steph, be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Kyle Reinhardt, I mean, he just, he didn't, uh, so. Did he start on the pole or did he start second? He started second on the outside of the front He started row. second in the feature, and he pretty much led from the get-go, though. I mean, he pretty yeah, he much he got it pretty outside. early. He passed Peck on the outside of one and two there, and Peck had to jump on him and got to turn one first, but Reinhardt just drove around the outside of him and really never looked back. And some there were some moments in, in lap traffic there. It was a little sketchy for Reinhardt when you watch the, uh, you know, the replay of it, but he, he was aggressive and, and seemed to be in control of that thing pretty much the whole way through. There was the... Um, yeah. The one sequence during the feature, uh, right when Macri uh, ran into or whatever, into Pauly called Giovanni, and he spun out. It was so intense. <laughs> like It was just because that wreck was happening for three quarters of a lap. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, they're yeah. all the, the top guys. It was Reinhardt, then Peck, Macri, Pauly. There's somebody else there. They're all just trying to dice through. Uh, lap traffic and and the track was so fast that track that so that was my first time there and i enjoyed it i mean i know people you know some people are indifferent about it but that was my first time there i love it i'll definitely go back there again that was that place is it if you haven't been there watching it on flow does not do it any justice on how banked that place actually is and how fast it is it's very fast um I was definitely blown away. It's different than what we see around here. If you're a Central PA fan and you see what we see, we have some unique tracks. Williams Grove is unique. Port Royal has unique characteristics. Lincoln, very character, like very, has a lot of character for a three-eighth mile track, right? Both ends are very different. But Bridgeport's on a whole other level of different. And it is unbelievable. After the race was over, we went out and did like a little track walk we tried to do. And nobody kicked us out, thankfully. Lights were going off. We were really dark. But you walk up the hill in one and two, and it's like the Bristol of dirt tracks. It is yes. wild. Like having to stand there, like it is way more banked than looking down the hill, coming into the corner, and looking off the corner in one and two. Unbelievable. Just a got, cool, cool deal. Got a picture here. Uh, shout out Jim Tenerelli. He's our uh, resident Jersey guy. That's his home place. And we got to go out on the track, and you just see, you know, you could kind of see some of the banking there. He was just being 
you know, he was just being Jim. But uh, the the curb up there was was um, was thick, um, especially, and that was after the USAC. The USAC feature was great. That one yeah. caution free, and just watching Briggs Danner, man, which we'll get to in a minute. Just watching him is a treat. Um, just want to get to some of uh, the comments here. Uh, Billy said, guys did a great job with the show on Saturday. Thank you very much. Uh, we were, yeah, appreciate it, Billy. Appreciate yeah, you, we, uh, you watching, man. Like We're fans of yours, and we appreciate having uh, at least one fan, so we appreciate it, dude. <laughs> and Chris Gray said, it was my first trip there uh, to run some of the 410s, got down that banking. Uh, they hauled it down the backstretch. Yeah, that when they come down, like they diamond one and two and they get that run down turn two like they're coming down like when you're on the track it feels like they're coming down like three stories like it's it's, <laughs> it's that banked yeah um it's what big. made bridgeport change track configuration um I, i'm not it used to be what a five eighths mile it was a big yeah. track so i think just the state of how dirt track racing is i mean a half mile is big they don't really run miles anymore they don't run you know unless they're silver crown you know, so I think that was part of it just to get, you know, not be so harmful on equipment, I guess, yeah. would be. And really, my- it helps car counts. There's there's teams that would stay away from a track like that um, just for competition purposes, not just equipment, but competition. Uh, if you go in there and there's any grip at all and you get out motor, why would you go uh, right. at something like that? And, you know, that's that's sort of the state of big tracks. And, and we, we talk about that sometimes at Williams Grove and Port Royal about being hard on motors and things and if, or if you don't have enough motor. Five eighth mile, I uh, can't you know can't imagine, and that's why there's not a lot of them around. Um, but this configuration, you know, I, I feel like in the last decade, I felt like Bridgeport's been redoing something with the the, the surface, the facility, the track, the, the shape, the design, the, the size. I, every other year, it feels like, and people talk about oh, old Bridgeport, this Bridgeport. I remember what it is right now because I never really wasn't much on my radar until the last couple of years. So. Excuse me. This is um, the configuration that I know, and it's cool. And so many yeah. different cars race so well there. Modifieds race well. They don't just roll around the bottom. The, the USAC cars, the sliders that they can pull when they need to and want to, and the momentum changes, and you know the momentum they can gain up and up and down the hill there is, is wild. Pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's definitely something so much different than what we're used to here, maybe in Central PA, a lot of the tracks that are around here. Um, I But I... I you know, I've only known the place from flow and then going there in person, like when we were setting up and everything, I was like, oh, I did not realize, like I knew it was banked, but I didn't realize it's, it's something you just got to be in person to see. And it was great racing all night. Um, they did a great job with keeping up with the track since it was so hot. It was sunny. Um, they, um, you know, they, they were talking about on the flyer, at least. If it's hot and sunny, they would push it back two hours. But I'm glad that they didn't. We got out of there at a good time. Um, and really, when they went out there for hot laps, the sun was kind of uh, most of the track was in the shade. There was there was sun, but like it wasn't. It, they kept good moisture in it. They did a great job keeping up the track all night. Watching that huge, uh, they had the big long ass water tank, <laughs> the water truck that they bring out, a trailer full of water. And he'd go out and water it, and it would try to run the top, and the tractor would be up on the top, and the trailer sliding down the banking behind <laughs> it a little bit, like sketchy it's as wild. hell. But I was getting after it up there; it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, Chris Gray says they could use a bit more of a scoreboard. Makes William Grove look look modern. Yeah, I, I agree that they, they've been. 
uh, slowly putting more and more into it. They, they've been doing a really good job, I think, with that place uh, that you could tell where, where they're putting money into and they're making um, making improvements all along, you know. And I do agree with that because there was most of the night I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know what lap we were on. I didn't know who was in the middle of a run, who was first, second, or third sometimes. I knew in the 410s, but like I got lost at times and I looked over the scoreboard and somebody would be blocking the view of the lap count. And I had no idea what lap, how many, if it was the lap count or how many were left. I didn't know. So yeah, I just yeah. watched the flag stand and hopefully I saw them do a signal of how many laps were left at any given race. So yeah, I don't disagree completely, Chris, obviously that takes uh, the money. So hopefully they, you know, they continue to build and grow upon what they've got started. So we'll see. Uh, so yeah, Kyle won the 410 feature. Great feature. Um, Dyson through traffic. We saw the Macri deal. He got spun out. Uh, he was done. Um, they ended up doing an open red. It was a 35 lap feature, so it was pretty long. Um, but it was a great race overall. Uh, get, there was such a disparity between the fastest cars and the slowest cars that it made lap traffic interesting um, for sure. And uh, they, they were catching it fast. And, and on an already fast track, you really got to. Um, but it was wide enough, and with the banking and everything, you had places to go to get around them. So it was fun to watch. Um, our USAC East Coast guest, Briggs Danner, was going for the 2023 title, uh, driver's title, and the owner's title. Uh, they were different because as we talked to him during our pre-race show, and we talked about this way back when we we were all at this race, um, uh, being I think me and Jay-Z were at the race, um, at yeah. Williams Grove when he couldn't make it out for the feature because the motor blew, and he w jumped into Ed Aiken's car. Um, and he came from the very back and almost won the damn thing. Um, he almost did that <laughs> on, on Saturday night in Bridgeport too. Like, uh, Alex Bright started on the pole. He was gone. Uh, he was go get through traffic really well. Uh, Briggs started ninth, I believe, and he worked his way up. And if he had maybe a couple more laps in lap traffic, maybe he would have caught Alex, but it would have been tough. Those two are definitely the cream of the crop of that. Um, of that class of that, of that division. Um, but Briggs looked awesome. Uh, Alex looked good. It was good to see him get back into victory lane after his injury earlier this year at Lawrenceburg. Um, you know, and I think this was only like his second, maybe his second race back or his first, it might've been his first oh, race back. First or second. Yeah. Um, so it was good for him to get, you know, see him win a race and then also Briggs get second and then also lock up that title, both titles, uh, both the owners and the, and the driver's championship. So that was fun to watch. Yeah. I thought Briggs was pretty patient in his heat race. You know, I, he was faster than some of the cars in front of him. He was pretty patient. I don't think he wanted to, to risk it per se. Uh, but in that feature, man, it was like when a green flag dropped, he was on a mission and, you know, it took him a little bit of time to get going by the time he got into second, um, you know, leader was so far out there. He, he was so far gone and he, he ran him down lap by lap by lap, and it was almost visible how fast he was catching. Um, you know, obviously Alex Wright probably didn't know. You know, this isn't late models where they get to cheat and you know, uh, you know, with these stupid sticks. So, you know, he was lap by lap just running him down, and uh, it, it was cool to see. He was driving like a madman. It was pretty cool. Billy Dietrich with the question here. Are these races too long? Wasn't long ago. Every regular show was 25 laps. Special events were 30 laps. What happened? Uh, everybody's got to one up each other. Just like 
every race pays a thousand dollars more the next year. You know what I mean? Just everybody's got to up it somehow. I, I, the, money, the money increase is good. Go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say spot on. Like twenty five laps was the standard, and then big event was thirty laps, and you take out your national open, your touch score fifty. Otherwise, now everyone seems to want to. Hey, we can run thirty five laps. So hey, we can run whatever it is. Like, but I, I think this was a special event for Bridgeport, and with that being said, it's a you're running twelve second laps there. I mean, thirty five laps. But do you need to run thirty five laps to make it special? What's the what's what's the difference with five laps? You have why not? Stop? I, well, well, they I'm had not, fuel stop because I'm they had so many caution laps. I think it's one way or the other. I'm just saying, is what does that five laps do for Bridgeport on Saturday versus just running thirty laps? Like, well, you go back it, to like it, whenever Lincoln used to run the anniversary race, it was like 54 laps because their 54th anniversary, whatever it was, that made sense, right? No, it doesn't. That's too many laps. But at least you could connect why they were doing it. Now we're just well, doing we, it because we can. Yeah, because they picked the number. I, I, I think this, to me, my opinion on this goes, it goes back to we race too much, right? Like if 25 is the norm, every event is. Pepsi night and this memorial and that memorial and this thing, they're all trying to make them all special. And, and like, yeah, Lincoln's yeah. The normal is 30 now. Right. So every special event has, has to be 35. To be 40. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and remember, we try to make every event special. But we we talk about it. making every race an event too. Right. You know what I mean? Part of the right. promotion side, but, but that's so part that, of it. They're diluting take, it because they're racing too much. Now I, I used right. to never be on the train. I'm, I used to be against the racing too much train. I but was. now they are. Because you might have to have sponsors to help pay a person. They try to make it an event and make it special. And that sponsor wants to do something special. But guess what? Every race isn't goddamn special. I'm sorry. If you, want to race race. Less, if you want to race less, then you're going to have your five or six or eight special races a year. And the rest of them are 25 or your standard 30 laps. And this is this night. And this is what you get. But every race now, they try to one up and make it special. Well, sorry to tell you, track. That's not fucking promotion. No, that's that's not promotion. That's get somebody to pay your damn purse. That's not promotion. Right. right. That's what I was going to say with it. Instead of adding five extra laps or, or to whatever it is, whoever you are, take that money you're getting there and apply it pre-race, fan involvement, things like that. You'll get just as much gain, in my opinion, instead of making the teams run five extra laps for. For what? I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, for, guess, for you to have a, a race that's five extra laps and you win $1,000 more than normal. Nobody knows it Nobody at the end of the day. Like, right. You know who wins the 50. You know who wins the National Open. 40 laps, 50 laps. You know that. I don't – I didn't even know Lincoln – if they run, run 30 laps, I don't know how many laps they run. Like, hey, you know how many nights I stood in the middle of a track? And I've been to, what, 50-plus races this year? Not, not to say whatever, but that's a lot of races. I went, how many laps is this tonight? And I look around, right. and we were like, I don't know. Like, is this a special like, one, or is this not special? What are we doing as, tonight? What's, as a Waiters Grove homer, you knew every week, 25-lap feature, except for Outlaw Shows were 30. Mitch Smith was 30, and that mattered. Now, Honestly, Williams Grove probably keeps it the simplest. If I, right, if I think right. back like that, Now, like, random tune-up. Oh, is it 25 or 30? You have to think about it. Like. Port kind of does. Port's pretty consistent on that, but right. but no, I agree. I think it's part of this is just dilution, and they're trying to make every every race something special, and they just can't be. There's just not enough effort, money to be thrown around at that. 
I get why they try to do it. They try to put a name to it to call it a promotion. But that's I, how I think I, in I, this case, though, it's Bridgeport. They get four, four, ten races a year. I, I, Bridgeport yeah. all year. This is their, yeah. their yeah. town rules. Yeah. Well, I, I think, they, they dictate the lap rules. They, those touring series dictate the laps. This was their big event. End of and season. I, I think Billy's question was more wider led. Yeah, it was. I just wanted like, to... But they, make that distinguish and distinguish that though. Yeah. Yeah. At the yeah, end of the I day, they, if your whole event rides on you being able to market three or five extra laps for your race to matter, you failed on every other aspect of making the event in the first place. In my yeah. opinion, like no, you're you're hundred percent right. Because if I, I'm going to a race, I don't care if the feature's thirty or thirty-five laps. It's a featured event to me, and it matters. I want to know what you did all day long, what you did outside the racetrack, what you did leading up to the event. That's where you're selling the tickets and getting the money, in my opinion. At least it should be. So add five laps here, take five laps. I don't care. Like to me, yeah. me personally. Yeah, I I think you know. I don't I don't love fuel stops. I think everyone hates them. I know that some races are going to need them. You're on that edge right away. To have a fuel stop at this race, there wasn't that many yellows and red flags. I didn't think they oh. ran a ton of they ran a ton right. of yellow laps until they got Anthony Macri off the track. And I think that's what that it was. True. I did have time, and to they walk were using a lot of fuel without because they watered like, the track before. And I get yeah. that you'll have fuel stops. That's part of it. But like, yeah, but put, put some of these tracks are putting it up against that limit where they have they're they're almost guaranteed a freaking fuel caution, stop. One caution, you need a fuel stop. That's not sprint car racing. Sprint car racing oh, is meant to be that, a what sprint. What was it this year that they did a fuel stop like lap by lap 10? Someone did a fuel stop. I think it was at Lincoln they did one really early because they had a oh, bunch of reds of and yellows. Yeah, and they knew that like they had a bunch of laps left. I don't remember where it was, but I was like, what, already? Like what? We did. We weren't near the lap count, but they knew that they if they did it now... They could they could make it if it went. They would have ended up with two of them. Had a bunch more yellows or red or yellows, they could have had two fuel stops. But I'm saying, I would rather a track make that decision of, hey, we've had a cluster here. Let's take this opportunity to do this thing we know we have to do anyway, and then hope for the best. I don't know because the outlaws just did that. Um, wherever it was with a whole controversy with Brad Sweet be on the hook and the same thing. They had an early, really early open red, but it was a a good yeah. opportunity for them to do it. It's like, I would rather you do that, keep the flow of the show going, than oh, we're going to go green for five more laps and then, oh, wait, caution, we got to refuel. Like, yeah. yeah, Billy, that BAPS open red deal was frustrating for sure after the way that whole race went to have an open red. And then honestly, there was an open red later in the street stock. So, right. You know, and, and that's, that's still thing. unreal to me. That's the thing. under yellow. That bat like, thing is like spot on. Like they probably could have called that earlier, and it would have been like no one would have bat an eye. But like just the way it went, they pushed the limit and they had that caution with three to go, and you have an open red. It kind of like what the hell. After everything else has happened, it's like damn it, that's yeah. what we have to have open red. It's like that's just bad luck. But I get, I guess I get the vibe that they were going for, like just yeah. race it out. Yeah. Anyway, no, I agree, Billy. The local track's getting back to basics. I think there's going to have to be – we're getting close to this tipping point around here, I, in my opinion. Maybe nothing changes and it continues on this trend, but I feel like we're at this tipping point of something's got to give in, in Central PA with the volume of races. Yes. Um, you know, and I appreciate that the money has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger around here, but at some point, everyone's starting to bitch about the local weekly money. 
well, why do you think it gets stretched out? It's getting stretched out so thin, right? Because if they don't want to do the promotion, the sponsor grabs from the corporate uh, corporate world, who maybe they don't want to spend, like, there's so much racing. There's so much money. It's getting spread thin. You got your big events and everything else is next to nothing, right? I think I think you need to have a mid-season break where everybody just agrees at some point in... I mean, yeah, I know we, we kind of do. That's we never going to happen, though. I know it won't. Uh, as soon as the big three take a week off, Clinton County races. All these other tracks right. that need right. it. I get it. I get it. Right. Right. But I, I get it. I'm just saying, look at what happened this year. There were so many people that were at like a, at a tip. I mean, the whole, like everything blew up. Silly season wise. People were getting all Worn these out, posts on social down. media about how they were burnt out. You know, and, and then like, you know, if you do have 17 rainouts like Port Royal did, then you have an open week. You know what I mean? Maybe the, that you could make it up then. But um, yeah, but at the same, but the, for the same reason, though, that they're 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 almost. You, you, we call them rainouts, but let's be real. A lot of these tracks could have raised and chose not to call it a rainout. Right. Because yeah. of the money in the fan situation. There's too much racing. Mm hmm. They would have pushed. There were years, I remember back in the day, and Billy can remember, a lot of these people in this chat can remember, going to Lincoln and being there until 4 or 3 in the morning, they did everything they could all night long to get racing in. So, now, uh, it's like 50-50, and they're like, oh, the people might not show up, we're out. I think what Nicole is saying here, one week off for four tens a month, I think that would be perfect. And then if you have a rain out, then you push it to that week Sure. You know that you have open. You know, you have, if not, then you have a week off. You know, you have three way. tracks. You have three big tracks that kind of run this area, in my opinion. And you have. I think that's where the the core of the problem start. To be honest, you have Steelers Grove that can kind of capitalize when they're not racing, and then when none of them are racing, you have the Clinton Counties, like Path great Rally. places, great big places diamonds. that can seize opportunity to promote their event. Um, I think the problem to, I guess, the overall point. The money it takes to run here, you could probably run a touring series with. Like to be good, because we have so many time trial shows, we have so many well, think, big shows that you're. Think about how a lot of these other states and and regional series, series run. You know, they don't necessarily have weekly racing. They will run every week, but they might go to a different track weekly, or maybe they run two two night. But like, it's not just one track every Friday. But what you know what I'm saying? How, like, like Moa, uh, fast is that in Ohio? They'll they'll travel around the different tracks how around do you the state. Tell Williams Grove not to race this Friday. Don't make any money whatsoever, so we can yeah. race at. I'm not saying that. It, they, saying, Chris, they're going to do it until they stop making money, and that's right. where they're calling the rainouts. They're they said, well, we we race too much. It's iffy. It's you know three o'clock. We, we you know right. blah blah blah. No, we don't think people are gonna show up because they watch it, stay home and watch it. If it races, they'll watch it on Dirt Vision and they'll cancel. Like, I'm so talking organizing, the but they're not going to give up the date because yeah, they don't want to miss out. But at the same time, they're they're they can't have it both ways than they do right now. Yeah, they don't want yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? They that's the best way to put it. That's right. the problem. There's, and there's no competition on Friday nights. Think about if Babs wanted to race four tens on Friday nights, would they get cars? Yeah, I think it would be interesting. I think you would. I do think it'd be interesting. But I think you get. I think you split a small pot. I think you get. Right. You're looking at fourteen, fifteen cars, maybe each track, if you're lucky. Right. You already get fourteen at Williams Grove. 
Billy's got a lot to say on the topic. We should get him on to talk about it. I think know? it's time to have him back on. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to have Billy Dietrich um, chapter two coming up soon. We're we're Billy getting Dietrich, that chapter two, the truth. <laughs> so, I, I do want to have um, that style of a uh, Billy Dietrich and you know Aunt Bay and some of these guys that are in and not just talk about necessarily their season, but the state of things because they're in it. We're just fans, like we're mm-hmm. idiots. We don't really know what we're talking about. These guys are in it. I'd love to hear their opinions on it. I have my own opinion as a fan, but they're living it. They're spending the money in it. Like I'd love, money that ever I'd love to do a roundtable of a driver or a driver owner, a promoter, a crew guy. Roundtable, talk about this type of stuff. It would be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, well, three damn drivers in here. Let them just, you know, we'll just fight. ask the question. <laughs> can, guys, yeah. Let, let those great fight. We'll just sit here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Grayson, thanks for coming in. Hey, uh, by the way, Grayson, uh, Steve Buckwater's daughter, they have a pretty cool Facebook and YouTube page. Um, they kind of chronicles their journey around traveling with the team and the family. So go check out their page. It's pretty cool for sure. Um, but yeah, what else? What are we doing next? Are we doing uh, well, let's uh, just wrap up Bridgeport here. Modifieds. Um, oh, I can't remember who won. I do. Who? Neil Williams. A zero. Neil Williams. That's shaped like a diamond. He was the first car in the pits. Remember? Yes. He and he was uh, who Alex picked, actually. He did pick that, and that. And that stood out to me, so I was praying he wouldn't win, but he did. Rigged. Um, <laughs> it's rigged. It is rigged, you know? Uh, uh, but our other guest on the pre-race show, Joseph Watson, he led most of that race. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a bad restart towards. I don't want to say bad restart. Just the, uh, the other guy got a better really? restart, and uh, he wasn't able to catch up. But modifieds there, man, are fun to watch. I understand why it's a modified track. I was sitting with Jim Tenarelli, who is a local there and goes there. And after the first heat, where they're like three, four wide, and it was pretty good racing. He turns to me, he goes, "You see <laughs> now? Do you get it?" No. I'm like, "I get it." I, I, I said no, but I no, I get it. Porch. Well, that first heat, it. it was three, four wide because that one car, apparently the front row, had some fairly slow cars on the front row and just held everyone up, so they all had to fan out and go three, four wide. Sure, if it was three, four wide competitively, I think they were just trying to get around that guy, you know. So no, I'm just kidding. But no, I was entertained by it. I, I think that you know I, I give those cars a lot of crap, and I don't follow that division a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they definitely have places they race better at and where they don't, right? I, and I think that probably if you go and follow them around, you're going to find some places you're like, man, I can't wait to see those cars on this track. And Bridgeport's one of those. I, I think mm-hmm. they, they do race well there, for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, great event overall. Uh, thanks to all of our pre-race show guests, and congratulations to them. They all had great runs. Um, and I want to, th- again, thank Alex Robinson, Doug Rose, and the entire uh bridgeport crew for letting us opening their doors to us and letting us do our thing on saturday and uh putting on a great event it was it was a great time weather was great they were um you know just i I was surprised pulling up seeing all the campers that were there and everything like it was it felt like a like a pretty nice event so um they have their serrano 50 modified race to close out the season with some street stocks and i think news sprints again uh, Friday and Saturday. So if you're in the area, I would definitely go check it out. Uh, Modified's there, 50 lapper, big race for them. Uh, it's definitely going to be a great, great event. If not, catch it on flow. Uh, but definitely, if you have not been to Bridgeport, I couldn't, I couldn't recommend it anymore. So, 
thanks to them. Yep. And not, let's and move on. Anymore. You're can, right. Can we, just see the <laughs> can we just see the comment from Tony Vidette? Can you imagine a Danny Dietrich, Billy Dietrich, Allen Kreutzer roundtable? My God. We need to get Danny on here. We've got to try be, that again. That roundtable alone. That roundtable idea is brilliant. We need to definitely uh, hire an announcer for that one. <laughs> Does the table have to be round, though? I... <laughs> it doesn't have it to doesn't be. Okay. It could be square. Yes, it could be round triangle. Table, Jeremy. It has to be round. We should host it from, from the Dietrich shop is what we oh, should do. Can you imagine we got the Danny wheels turning Billy up there. And Dan, oh God! That so with I'll a, bring I'll with, bring good beer with a cooler of icy lights and bush apples. Um, My God! We all right, well, let's let's, let's go on. to the next topic. The other big topic that we kind of missed out on since uh, we had a lot going on in the past two weeks, so we didn't really have a live show. Um, high limit being Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson. Purchasing the All-Star Circuit of Champions from Tony Stewart and company, um, or just Tony Stewart, I guess. Um, how do we feel about it, and what do we think the future of the All-Stars and High Limit are? Chris, why don't you go first? I, I'm a little leery. I, I hope the All-Stars keep going in some form as a regional series or something, right? Um, I think in my head, the perfect scenario is All-Stars run a regional schedule with midweek races as high limit and whatever that is if it's not that if you're, if they're going straight up with the world racing group world of outlaws i don't know i don't know if that's good for sprinkler racing but i guess we'll see we don't know we don't there's a lot we don't know yet yeah i think we're not going to hear a lot until at least pri in december on anything i think it's going to be a lot of Rumor mill, this person said this, this person said that. Here's what they're doing. Uh, All-Stars are never going to run in the Northeast again. They're just going to be a California series now type of That's rumor crazy. type of shit that you're going to hear. Because the, you know what I mean? So until we see a schedule, until we see a schedule, we don't really know. I do hope that they kind of preserve the All-Stars. The history. history. The, 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 the history for one, because it is one of the longest touring series. But it was also a Midwest, Northeast type of, it was, you know, from Indiana to PA type of series. You know what I mean? Um, I hope they kind of preserve that. I worry, I don't worry, but I, I question what the future of like a race like the Tuscarora 50 is now. At first I was like, oh, this could really bump it up. But at the same time, then you start hearing other things. If they're, you know, if they're going to try to be a national tour. Do they still right. get the same backing? You know, you know who knows. But uh, there's a lot of questions. Um, Kyle Larson did say something though in his press conference at Martinsville, and I can't remember now. I'm gonna have to try to find it about in terms of the scheduling. Right. Yeah, Casey, I, what are your I, thoughts? I mean, I think that I, I I hope I don't know if I have thoughts yet, right? Because if I if if I'm if I'm honest with myself and look at what the All Stars did last year, they did everything they could to not race in PA. They wanted to go elsewhere. Right. They didn't want to get the money taken from them, so they went and raced elsewhere. So yeah, whatever. The the car counts were dwindling as far as committed, um, you know, committed teams on the series. They had good car counts when they raced, but the teams that were committed to the series were dwindling. You know, cars on the series, cars off the series, all the driver changes really had an effect. Um, 
I hope they preserve, however they do this, I hope they preserve the weeknight deal um, once a month, twice a month, maybe. I don't know where those are held, if those are still special like High Limit did already, and that becomes like its thing, and then they have a, you know, a point series for the All-Stars that, you know, doesn't pull away, as in a sense. So, right. you know, for instance, if, if you have an All-Star, it's a High Limit, you know, touring series that races 50 races, States regional, but then you have some weekday shows just like they just did that then and has the freedom to uh, move around, show off what they do, get viewership, get people in the stands and have cars show up. Um, I know they want to have West Coast presence. I don't know what that's going to end up meaning. I don't know how that works. I don't know how they 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 can't expect cars that are east of the Mississippi to really just go on a whim for a race. So but there are enough cars in the West Coast, but. In the West Coast, you have weekly series yeah. at weekly tracks. So, you know, I, I think that, listen, they're not going to go into this without researching it or doing it on a whim or putting a lot at risk here. I mean, I think that they the risk they are assuming is already taken when they bought a series. So I think they have to be really smart about this. Um, but I look at this more from a thousand-foot view in the, in the landscape of 410 sprint car racing of – it's the biggest threat to the world about all that's been in since since ever. I mean, maybe NST, but what what it what I have what encourages me about this is the backing, right? You don't have any broke guys going into it. They have sponsorship backing. There's money backing. They've proven they could put assets in the seats and car and show up. So, I think it's a big threat. Yeah. Um, I I found, and these are kind of generic quotes from Larson, but I do think if you read between the lines, you can kind of see where he's going with it. He said, uh, we're still trying to piece together our schedule and haven't obviously seen, uh, haven't seen obviously what the outlaws have for the schedule, but we want what's best for the sport. We wouldn't have gotten this series if we didn't want what's best for the sport. It's hard to predict the future, how that's going to look, but I love their track racing. That's the whole goal with this to continue to, to, to continue to grow it and get it to a place where I feel like it deserves to be and where the teams and drivers are making a good living. We'll see where it shakes out. Our goal is to definitely raise purses. When you buy something, you want to make it better for the teams. That's our goal. I think there's more risk on our end with a much larger schedule than we will hopefully have. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, and listen, I think they can afford to put some money into it for those first couple of years and, all they need to do is show that they give a shit about the teams and they're going to get teams. Um, you know, there's been comments about that and, you know, for whatever world, world racing group and, and the reputation they carry in the sprint car world, I don't think it's very healthy at times. So if Brad and, and Kyle can show teams, they give a shit both monetarily and care about the teams and their well being because they're the ones that actually put the show on turns out, turns out it's not about your series. It's about your teams. And the fans to show up. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? It's not about you. It's about your teams and your fans. Not about you. Um, we'll see. But I'm excited to see how it uh, Sean Keen says, uh, my understanding from a couple sources, all stars are done. No more. It's World of Outlaws on High Limit. Larson said he wants to keep it midweek show. Uh, high Limit normal show is 2000 better than World of Outlaw. I kind of hope they keep it separate. I, I I could see them maybe doing like an all-star regional thing. Like maybe they have, like, you know, when they go down to Florida, they don't count it as darn 
right into toward their main points it's kind of like its own little series maybe they do that out in california and then you have your main series kind of like how it was um and then you have your high limit deal maybe high limit expands to you know maybe 15 20 races midweek i don't know a lot of questions to ask a lot of um a lot of things that we're going to keep hearing i would hate to see the all-stars go away I, I would hate to see that brand go away i but maybe it is time for a change maybe it's time for a refresh and it, it'll be good for if it fails then you have somebody go and reboot the all-star series and bring it back and i'm sure that would be a big nostalgia nobody, trip that would nobody be likes popular <laughs> um i don't know i i I, I'm with Jeremy here. I would love for the All-Stars, whatever branding, be a regional series, separate point fun, high limit, do its thing like it did this year, under one umbrella. I get what you're saying, but at some point, I mean, if you're if you're Kyle Larson, if you're Brad Sweet, you're stretching resources thinner and thinner. High limit, we saw it this year. The car counts stayed solid. They were pretty but, good. But not, I think, what everyone thought they were going to be they averaged like 40 cars i don't don't know i think maybe it's just me it's just like it the energy felt dwindle from high limit down the stretch well what it did for everybody in the sport didn't it i mean you saw driving say walking away rides changing you're traveling like your last couple races if they're west of the mississippi or out there like what do you expect, right? I mean, what, six teams did every race or something? So, right. I, so I, I think that's kind of the key here, though, with I these guys buying it, is that they might make it more worthwhile for guys to want to travel. I think that's yeah. the whole, whole overall but, goal here, is that if you bring the money, people will be willing to travel. So, sure, but I, I guess my thought is, so this whole Gold Cup, whatever it is, idea they have, that falls in September on the West Coast. If they're going to schedule an event on the West Coast in California in September, that doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of sprint car teams because a lot of the big races are happening here. The 50, the National Open, the World Finals. Like, I get that they're months apart, but there's a lot of money here on the East Coast. So it's like, something to think about. I, again, in the day, they're smart. I'm dumb. You, but you but also can't, it, you also can't spread sprint car racing from its hotbeds unless you get out of those hotbeds a little bit and expose it to people. Right? I mean, at, sure. at some point, I mean, you got to balance sure. that, obviously. I mean, right. That's why they're just smart people. We're dumb people. I just, these are the things that I think about that are like, I don't know, man. I like the Jeremy idea where there's the high limit deal, it's own little <laughs> point system, umbrella or not, all-stars still, that regional series matter to Ohio, Western PA. Absolutely. Well, um, lower New York, whatever that region, mm-hmm. I think would benefit if this is done. Call it the right way, but like done in a way that is truly better for sprint car racing, and not just going after world racing group and world outlaws. I got I got three big question marks around this whole deal uh, about their futures, and the one is pretty easy: is the Tuscarora Fifty, and the Tuscarora Fifty could go a million different directions, but sure. it is kind of we kind of do war, uh, wonder what's going to happen with that. Cause that's been all-star sanctioned. And ever since it's been all-star sanctioned that, that, that race has grown right. in national popularity tenfold. One that I would say is a prime high limit event, except yes. if we go this gold cup 
I think it was Raub. Yeah. Same weekend. Can a, can a series run two races at the same time in a different location? If you that's do big, two different type of... That's but big, if it's right. not two maybe separate it's not things. Race, right? Maybe it's not point. Right. right. You're talking... That would change the game right there. If you're doing two sanctioned events opposite sides of the country and going at it, that's a whole other level of promotion and thinking that we haven't seen. And that would be crazy to watch. Um, Chris, I'm not sure what happened to Will Luce. Um, but you're right. I haven't seen him. I saw him at the track at, oh, where did I see him? Just in the last week, maybe Bass. I saw him, said hi to him. Um, I've seen him at the track a little bit. He's been around a little bit. Um, definitely backed off his presence. Um, I think there were some, there were some issues at, at a race a month or two ago and he felt like his wife was threatened um oh yeah that's physical, right physical harm potentially by a fan um so i'm not sure the details of that's really not my business um but you know he didn't feel comfortable with the racetrack which is a goddamn shame yes it is shame on anybody who was a part of that if you were um but uh i've seen him around the track a little bit uh, definitely just slowed down backed off on the content okay so there's that um, hopefully everything's okay with him. Sounds like everything's okay. Um, my thoughts on Tuscore 50 is I hope it goes, gets the back it deserves either by high limit, all-stars, whatever the hell you want to call it. Get it to like a hundred grand. And that would be great. I think that would be great for it, but that's a pipe dream. Maybe I think that's a lot harder than easier said than done. Um, second one, Ohio speed week. What happens there? Rumors that they're going to back out of that. What do you guys I, think? I, I saw that there might be another thing to take it over. I think that Did Maverick take over that deal. I, th- I, I mm. read somewhere where they're the guys. I saw fast. Group, fast, fast is what I saw. But even still, there'll still be money there. Won't be all star money. That might be better for those teams not having a Tyler Courtney or those type of guys coming in because, like, I mean, what's call what it is they're not most of those local teams are not competing with the top all-star teams well, let's be honest ohio speed week is the pit to our penn state they're like the little sister okay anything ohio <laughs> is like the little sister of pa speed week so let's not just get but too. when you think about it with the all-star sanction and the all-stars were that that really took that speed week to I feel like another level. They were getting 50, 60 cars every night. Yeah. Thanks to the, I, I, I think partially and thanks to the all-star sanctioning and they were able to run that really well. You know, they, it's not just the sanctioning through, you know, it's the officials. It's everything that goes with it. That right. makes the run, it made the it show run smooth. Run smooth. Sure. Um, so we'll see what the future is for that. And then the third one was, you know, Brad Sweet could wrap up his fifth consecutive world of outlaw title. You know, this is probably his retirement project. Does he? And if so, when does he leave the uh, outlaws to maybe go run this deal full time? I could um, see it as happening as soon as next year. He's not retiring. He's no, no, no. But I mean, oh. leaving the world of outlaws. Oh, yeah. This will be his last weekend, I would imagine. Um, I can't see why he would go race the outlaws series next year. Uh, I I. I, I I mean, I guess I'll believe it when I see it, but I, at this point, I'm just going to assume he's going to go run his new series. That's uh, both, where I'm at. Both from 
admin and and also as a competitor um, with Napa, right? Is Napa going to be a part of the series, not just on his car? Um, you know, so you know, I think there's a lot in play there, but I can't see absolutely any reason that he wouldn't run the Outlaw series. So, uh, yeah, this could be the farewell, take your yeah. money and run deal. The walk off, walk off, five straight titles. Right. See you later. I'm going to run my own deal. I'll come right. see you guys at Knoxville or we Kings Royal. <laughs> Kinzer left the Outlaws and then he was back a couple years later. So now he didn't go. He wasn't running NST, but he was a defector. Yeah. And went back. So who knows, right? I mean, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, you know, we'll see what the World Finals brings this weekend. And he's been in this position before where it's been within reach from a competitor and he's locked it down. So. I again same thing unless he unless we see him lose it it is you know he's done that I, I Tony Stewart did it when he took it over he ran the series pretty much full time it helped boost the sport I believe or boost the series I believe you know what I mean like it it helped get people to the track and open their eyes to it and um you know it, it I don't see why Brad and you know obviously Kyle when he can race would do it um. And I think that could be big. I mean, that could that could you know, Ampe said I heard uh, Brad has been trying to recruit guys to go run their series. Absolutely, sure. I, I could see if depending on how their schedule is, I could see guys like you know that you know that haven't been running maybe the Outlaws a lot or maybe have run it a long time. Who knows? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we can assume because we don't have a schedule yet. Right, and that's what I'm saying. We're, until we're we. Racing. Is it going to be West Coast based, Midwest, East Coast? Is it going to travel from East to West, which is a problem for big teams sometimes, let alone small middle teams? Absolutely. So I think it's really just a wait and see. He can recruit all he wants on the side, and and these teams have to understand and know where the hell they're going to go. Like they got to have an indication of going. Well, we're going to be basing kind of here. This is where we're going to be doing our thing. So, I. I mean, maybe there, there's obviously communication going on with, between Brad and the teams, and we don't get to be privy to it, but we're all going to find out together. He's not going to recruit people unless he can make it financially feasible for a team to travel around. Sure, but he's also – he can't make it financially feasible unless he recruits people. You can't, right. so can't have a series without teams. So Every team comes into a different – Bill Rose has a different budget than sure. um, Casey Kane or, or I don't know um, – Tyler Courtney or whoever, it's a way different deal. And he can't promise, can he promise Bill Rose way more money to make it through the series than he would a, a top tier driver? Like, does that work that way? Do your contracts differ from a series? It's the same thing, right? Like, I, I don't know that answer, but if it's the same, it's the same, it's the same, that team, every team can have to make that decision and say, what's best for me? Not to be best for the sport because they can't afford to be what's best for the sport. Mm -hmm. You can't go bankrupt and then you're just gone. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. For sure. Chris, you got more thoughts on this? No, I... I think Jay-Z's right on. They could want anyone he wants, but if he doesn't have the star power, how are you going to sell the series? To make it relevant, if you're going up against the World of Outlaws and you have... Bill Rose, Brock, and everyone else. But star power is different. Star power, you can split and take people and say, you can make this and I'll make it okay for you. It's going to be what fills out that roster from drivers 6 through 12. Right, but if those guys are 
Joe Schmo from mid Ohio somewhere versus what the Board of Outlaws have. You, but I don't know. It's not really that. I'm, what I'm saying is, if, if you have the World of Outlaws, you have Brownie Shop, Logan Short, and David Gravel. Sure. And over here, you're going to have Brad Pitt and Tyler Courtney and uh, Sheldon Hodgenfield. I'll take those top three against each other, right? They're star power. Mm-hmm. Sure. That, that success will be made up from drivers 6 through 12. And can they put on a show and have enough cars show up? Like, I, I think something. You're going to pull star power from one to the other. I think your top tier drivers can be just as good. I I would take the last this last version of the All Stars, whooped our ass at Port Royal. They're pretty damn good. That's pretty good star power. Yeah, I mean, and Tyler Courtney and but from a marketing side, Brad Sweet is marketing and Kyle Larson's the marketing. Yes, but they're not out. They got it built in. They don't need to be. Kyle Larson puts ass in the seats. Clearly, and not an outlaw, is he? Short, but I'm saying if you're having a touring sprint car series, it's not the world of outlaws. Yeah, you got to change that vibe of you're not the premier sprint car series in America. You, are, you can be, and you're fighting for it with Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson. I mean, that's a good team to have, but you still have to overcome a lot of things. Why they did it this year on well, weeknight, they didn't know. Why didn't they? The viewership well, was free. They could afford to buy a whole series and go after it. I was going to say, they, they did it. The, the, the High Limit series was very successful. With tons of money paid out with no no guarantees at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think this is the best thing they have. that's been a threat in a long, long time. I mean, now, sure. World Racing Group is a... I get that, but they didn't even have they had committed drivers. They weren't outlaws, and they still won. They still did a great job and brought drivers and had a great purchase from all over the country. Now you're going to take and say, we're going to give you 50 races, and we're going to take care of you, right? Not just give a shit about you, but also financially, and have good purses, and we'll put asses in the seats and sell merch. You think drivers won't be interested in that, especially if they didn't have a great experience on the outlaw tour? I'm not saying that. I'm just Saying the caveat, like the World of Outlaws are still the premier division. Winning well, the outlaws title still matters. Um, that's how you're measured in Sprint Car World. Outside of Sprint Car World, it's World of Outlaw champion. Twenty times, Steve Kenzer. No one cares you won the All Star Championship. So that's they have to fight that sure. mindset. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I, I think you just look at Lucas Oil and, and the outlaw in the late model world. That's what Kyle Larson wants to do, and he's seen it, and he's been living it. He wants to have a Lucas Oil and World of Outlaw deal, right? They create that where Lucas Oil, you win the Lucas Oil championship, it's just as prestigious at this point. Right? Am I wrong? Or yeah, I for sure. Wrong? It's probably yeah, it's probably no more prestigious. More right? up until the playoff thing, but yeah, more because no reason it can't be right. So I think that's what they're going for, and. And if they can get again, I think it comes down to cars. I mean, it really does. About you can't end up with four or five committed drivers at the end of the season. Like you, you, no, so you definitely need to have seven to ten full time guys that make it all the way. Right. But the outlaws end up with full time random all ten. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe about ten. I meant either way, you need to have seven or ten. It's it's hard to find full time. Traveling guys, I mean, it, it, in sprint cars, it's right. really hard right now. Because there's so much out, late models. There's a lot more. There's a lot more guys that'll go there's, and do it. There's, 
there's more cars than late models. Expect car guys, like, look at a guy like Brent Marks. He can do whatever the hell he wants, and he, money wise, is right there with most touring guys. And he didn't even come on until the second half of the year. I this see year. a guy. I could see a guy like, and if the money's right, which I think it will be, you know, you get a guy like that. We're talking about Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, a guy like Rico Abreu. You get him, man. You're you're selling. You're packing the stands, no matter where you go. So it, 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 they can because the Outlaws have not been able, and part of that's Rico building his program up. But Rico's ready now to go. You know, he's been doing it just on his own. Maybe there's a reason why he didn't go to the Outlaw race, and maybe he saw this coming. You know, I don't know, but I could see him maybe. absolutely going with something like this. But also, you're seeing guys like him, Brent Marks, these other guys that can just hit up whatever race they want. Yeah, but why did they do that? But why right. did they do that in the first place? They're still traveling. Financial sense. They right. knew it didn't make financial sense on the Outlaw Tour. So now if Brad and Kyle can make a compelling argument that financially they can make this work for these teams and they put it out there, could you end up with, again, I don't know anything, but you have Brad, Kyle, Rico, Brent, Sheldon. Sure. Like, Donnie shots. I don't know where he goes or what he's doing. But think about that top five or six roster. Even if even if it ends up with those four or five right there, you're telling me that every every race every night that's not something that is no. impactful. No, I'm saying that's that's very important, and it's a very impactful thing. But I just don't know how realistic it is. We had to see the schedule. Well, no. the yeah. Un- un- until we know the schedule, I'm not. I think the li- the thing that's least amount in question is the money's probably going to be there. I mean, Larson yeah, for four teams to go are, do it. It's just depends on the intensity of the schedule. You're not getting too many more convincing guys than Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson for car racing. So, like, if there's anyone that could do it, Tony did a hell of a job with All Stars, and he was the most convincing guy in sprint car racing when he took it over. Yes. Um, I think you see that same kind of thing, but it's how long can it go on for and to what level and something's got to give at some I point to have 30 event. i just want them to have 30 events in central pa are we good with that yeah and once they race them all once they race them all they're all posse so fuck them <laughs> <laughs> it, right, it's definitely gonna be something here? interesting to watch and as we find out little tidbits we will pass them along to you guys um there's a lot of I heard this, I heard that flying around, and I think there's a little bit of truth to everything. I just, I don't think there's anything set in stone yet, and uh, it's going to be fun to find out. Um, do we want to go in? Go ahead. I was going to say, what's next? Fire away. Uh, do we want to go into spicy rumors, or do we want to go into silly season? Silly season. Silly season. Okay. Uh, Corey Lyson out of the uh, 11 car. Not surprising. Not surprising. Um, if Corey Lyson gets another big-time national seat, I would be kind of shocked. Not would Nothing not. against him. He's a good, solid driver, but he's been... He's the kind of guy that will hang around and win a couple races, run just good enough. Yeah. I, he will, he's going to get another one. He's, he's a good like guy. A, He's a prime he, he's solid with the, he, he he's a solid driver. He's just not a guy like he's and a the prime rides that he's been in. You just expect him to win more. Car at some point. 
that he's the kind of guy that <laughs> runs just good enough. Do you say the Roth 83 car? Yes, I did say that. Uh, see, I was thinking, you know how Buddy's been kind of running that second one and they run back in California? I could see Corey going to do something like that. I, that's right. the first thing that I thought of. Something like that. Like, just that's this kind of guy. Like, he's fast, just inconsistent. And then he goes and wins, and then he goes and wrecks. Or he's just whatever. Sunshine to Tony Stewart Racing is something that Sean... Sean Keen put in here. That, that's the first time I'm hearing that, but I did hear well, something else about Tony Stewart well, racing. The the rumor on the street is rumor Tony Stewart Racing's driver might be going to the eleven car, so that right. would leave an opening. Making room for Don Don, maybe? I don't know. And vice versa. That's Who just knows? that's just rumors. It'd be crazy to see Tony or uh, Donnie Shots leave Tony Stewart racing, but it's I think it's a possibility right now. If he goes to the eleven, would it then become the fifteen? That's no, the big so it was it was the eleven. But here here's the That's weird dumb. thing about this. the that whole TSR thing. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, the, the, the whole TSR thing. Rumors are the TSR, the Cup team, is going to be going to Chevy in a year or two, right? So the that. Ford program, Ford program would leave TSR's or ten, and it's going to go to that eleven, is what I've heard. And I'm sorry, it's going to twenty six. It's going to Zeb. Okay, Zeb's going to be the poster boy for the Ford. Ford He's already running it. Already running it. He's going to be that. So I wouldn't surprise me at all if there is no TSR 13. Tony just getting out of Tony selling everything off. Tony's been selling everything ever since. Ever since. I I don't want to be that guy, but we all think it. Ever since he got into the drag racing thing, ever since he got married, he's been happy. And 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 honestly, the the, the, the all stars went down. We, you could even say Eldora went down a little bit in in like they've had some really bad events this year. Uh, I mean, and it just could be just luck. I'm not saying it's, but there's a common denominator there. Kind of luck. Don't shoot the messenger. And then you go to <laughs> go to Chevy, <laughs> so he can sell to his good old buddy Dale Jr. Boom. This is not a NASCAR podcast. Continue on. I mean, there's a lot of overlap, though. So Donnie Schatz then runs for junior motorsport here? The number seven car when Algar retires. And then does Rexton Bush then drive that car <laughs> someday? Mm, probably. That's I thought probably it was true. Logan Wagner. Uh, Logan oh. Wagner was going well, to Logan, motorsports. Well, and then Jacob Allen was going to Zemco 1. There's a whole deal. In case you all are wondering, this is what you learned in the Port Royal Three years ago. That was, like, was that two years ago now? That was that was no. 2021. That was two years ago. That's around when this kind of started. We had some Listen random fans in. turned to a poor royal believing that the rumor mill that we started just being drunk idiots. No, 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 idiot. They're the ones that told They're us. They're the ones that told us. We were sober. They told us. And we just ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There, was a, there was an article that came out a while ago about Logan Wagner there was an opportunity for him to go to junior motorsports. Not, I don't even when know if it's Jimmy an opportunity. Says, when Jimmy says a while ago, he does mean six to five years ago. Yeah, but there was an article I, that came I, out, I, and right after that article came out, it was like with these with this fan that we talked to, it was like set in stone. Like, he, oh, he's going to he's going to junior motorsports. Jacob Allen's going to go to the Zemco One Z, and it was <laughs> it went down this whole rabbit hole of all these different changes, kind of like a silly season like we're having this, this year. This is like 2021 Tuscarora 50. And it was the Jimmy, silly Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. researched <laughs> this 
article. It was like Speed Sport or somebody yeah. covered this thing. And it was just – it was, it was an interview with Logan Wagner, and Logan Wagner said he was going to – you know, there was like a a, a little opportunity like for him to maybe Charlotte. go NASCAR racing at one point in his career. Touring yeah, <laughs> it was wild. Anyway, crazy. None of that is true. Um, as it turns out, that's the truth, though. <laughs> none of that is true, but that's the truth. October eighth of twenty. Here, there's the article. October eighth of twenty twenty one on Speed Sport. A month, almost a month passed since Logan Wagner's. Weekend of a lifetime in the Juniata Valley. Oh, wait, one minute. Hold on. Where is it at here? I feel like I'm living in an alternate universe. It was late 2017, and Wagner tasted the stock car dream when he stepped into the dazzling race shop of Junior Motorsports. He packed the essentials, only business trip to the heartland, closed for a few days, the momentum of a noteworthy supercar season, and his winsome personality. I wanted to see what it would take to get a NASCAR development deal. I thought, how do I get started with this process? And that turned into him being employed by Junior Motorsports. So there's that. Oh, they wanted money Wagner at it, and I didn't have it. There you go. That ended that dream. That was in 2017. You are 2017. It was like four years at the point. But but in 2021, that was 2022. Logan Wagner, Junior Motorsports. Mark it down. He only needed another hundred grand, but Junior Motorsports was all about it. Which means you can walk in there with enough money; they are all about you driving their race car. I mean, you see some of the drivers that they do have. Chris Lynn to Junior Motorsports. Confirm. <laughs> see this Chevy, buddy. All you need is all you need is money, bud. That's what so, you're for now. Silly season, baby. Let's go. Right. Let's steer this back on track. All right. All right. Lyson out of Crouch. Um, We'll see what happens with him. I do think I I, I see like the, the Roth 83 was like the first thing that not on the outlaw tour, but maybe just like in California d- taking over for, you know, maybe buddy or something, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. I'm sure he'll find something. Um, he is a very capable driver. I just don't know if he will get another national ride again. Oh, we'll see. Hmm. Um, Those rides are overrated anyway. Jacob Allen is back this week. Maybe. Back in the saddle again, down at Charlotte. Um, good to see him again, back. I guess now. Shark will run three cars this week um, at the World Finals. Lance DeWeese is also going down there. Uh, my uh, my cousin Andrew, uh, I should have posted the picture of him wearing the turn turn two terribles merch down in Charlotte. Uh, he was at Martinsville yesterday. And he said on eighty one, he saw all the posse haulers heading down. He saw a bunch of haulers heading down. So you'll be. Um, redneck jackass podcast thanks that's pretty much that's pretty much what we are spot on um what the hell's that <laughs> i don't know it's probably like a brett strickler burner account or something oh we the redneck jackass podcast or, yeah, yeah or do you have one that i, I should go watch so, yeah is there, is there a name of one or do we have to rename ours that now um we already talked a little bit about uh, Tyler Ross leaving the 75 going to the five. He's already had some success. He ran really well at Bridgeport. Oh, somebody we forgot to, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Let's get to that at the end. Um, we forgot to totally mention some, a really great the, run. You're definitely the host. So. Um, who else? Well, you said somebody Ross. else. Bollinger, Travis Esch. Aaron Bollinger 
Staying in Travis Escher's number five for next year. Um, that was another one that came out this week. Um, I don't know if Billy's still here, but I can confirm he's still in the Billy Dietrich race number eight. Dylan Norris leaving. Uh, the Gobrecht 44 team shutting down. Dylan Norris leaving. That's, that's a big one. Uh, it's been a car that's been around here for, well, almost like 10 years now. Nine Even years. Nine years. Gobrecht racing. Gobrecht Motorsports. Um, I saw the post. I, mean, I didn't realize the guys they had there. It was a good little foundation team. Like Chase Deese was there. Some other guys didn't realize it. So appreciation for them and what they've done over nine years. And that car's that operation was top notch. So yeah, um, definitely a void. I think going into next year, it's a local team that we had that was top dollar. So. Um. Norris ran this past weekend in the 11P. Uh, I don't know if that's like going um, to be like a, I think that maybe that was just like a, hey, I, I need a ride type of deal and I'm open or or whatever. I don't know if it's anything uh, in the future, but we'll see. I'm sure Nor- Dylan will, will find something. If it's not in a 410, it'll definitely be in a 358 or something. But I, I, I think 410. Um, we'll see uh, there. But yeah, sad to see it, uh, such a prominent team uh, shut down. Um, but such as life, I guess. You know what I mean? That, that is one door life. closes, another one opens. That is life of a race car team and driver. Yeah. That means there's a bunch of stuff out on the market, probably. Um, yeah, Aunt Bay just bought it all. That's what I heard. <laughs> Kyle Spence uh, will go over him next year. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Brennan O'Rourke here just saying, uh, this is outside of PA, but um, team has getting let go by RMS. Um, he's been there for five years, I think. Five years from the post. So, uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back. He's a electric personality for midget racing and he's a good driver. So, um, I'm sure he'll find something. He helped build that whole program up. Um, so I'm sure he'll find something. I think they're keeping Justin Grant and. I saw that uh, just Grant and they're exploring opportunities for a national tour next year. Yes. From what I read from their press release. Midget racing's in a weird spot, weirder than weirder sprint than car racing. Spots. You know what I mean, huh? Just weirder than most spots. <laughs> God. Um, but yes, uh, I feel bad for Timez, but I feel like this has been coming. I feel like uh, Timez, the mutually parted ways thing, like. Yeah, I'm sure they he'll. Just, I'm sure he probably already has something lined up. He just can't announce it yet. I'm hoping that's the case. Um, so yeah, that's silly season update. A couple couple moves there. I'm sure we're gonna see a couple more here, especially world final. Usually world finals, we start hearing about some stuff. You'll start so, seeing. Uh, I know, like sponsorship deals and shit like that. So keep so, your eye out. So you mentioned Lance Weiss going out with the the, the sheer twelve. How does he do down there? Oh yeah, um, they, didn't know, down there they didn't show a whole lot. Of, they didn't show Raps, a whole lot of speed in Raps, Bass. It was a struggle. Um, that I don't think I wasn't surprised. Lance historically, at least in the last couple of years, hasn't been the legend Lance that we come to know from when we go from Port at Bass and that twelve car. I don't even remember seeing it. Billy never drove it there. It was always the eight car. So I'm not surprised. I mean, they were quick, but it wasn't like, yeah, 
Well, they went backwards in the feature. They weren't really quick. They weren't really fast. Um, but this whole deal is to shake down for next year and see what they need. Right. To right. So, so it makes it sense. Really it's, it really it's does not matter. Live action today, testing. The results today don't mean anything for next year except what they want to go work on in the offseason. So then, and they, they said in an interview, Lance said in an interview that they're taking it down to Charlotte to see what they have. They just want to see right. to, to figure out what they need to order, fix, repair, improve for the for for next year to go out and, right. and be competitive. Right. And they'll figure it out. Obviously, it would not surprise me one bit. Opening day winners go up next year. Lance and that 12 team wins. Like, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, he showed speed. It took them a little bit to get going in the 39M, and he finally got a win towards the end there of their small stint. But um, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm with you. I, I think this is the perfect time. Yeah. I think you're seeing a lot of it. You know, you're seeing a couple different trial runs here, and that's what this time of the season's for, is to figure out, hey, are, are, will this work for next year? Can we make it work? You know, what do we need to do to change for next year? Um, you know, and all yeah. that. So he, I could, he's been better in that 39M than Macri back in it. I mean, he's got DQ'd back spot <laughs> and then he has a DNF. I mean, you know, that's I think true. he's going to 39M next year, you know. He's going to run 100 races, 50 in the 12 and 50 in the 39M. Confirmed. <laughs> um, I know, Jeremy, you just saw it. It was a good transition here. Done still a season. Should we mention Brett Strickler and that news that just came through? So a uh, friend of the podcast, Brett Strickler, local 410 racer, a uh, sort of related to what we do. Uh, we do iRacing and uh, a little bit of sim racing in the wintertime. And he has qualified for the World of Outlaw Pro Series. Um, Hell yeah. Racing. So he will be, um, you'll be able to see him on Dirt Vision. I believe they're still doing that on Dirt Vision. Right? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Chase Robbins should still be hosting it, right? That's who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase was um, the, the PA for that deal. So should see one of our local posse members racing against the world's best. So race. we should all go to, is that Bronco Billy's beef jerky? Bronco Billy's is one of his main sponsors. We should sure. definitely be buying some beef jerky because that's a pretty big deal there. Yeah, buy, buy your Bronco Billy's as you're watching the pro Chris races this winter. Up. Congratulations, Brett. Be excited to watch him do that. We'll have to have those on while we do shows this winter on the side. We'll have to yeah. peek at that a little bit. Um, um, what other rumors do we want to talk about? Uh, maybe we might see the double zero at BAPS next weekend. Next weekend, maybe they're gonna they're trying to talk the uh, owner into maybe running BAPS for the for the final showdown. With Kyle Spence and Ant Nace, we'll see about that. Hell yeah! The less Stewart, what sprint showdown, twenty five thousand to win. Big money to start. Ish to start, just about. Yeah, big time. Um, Looking forward to that. If that car is not there, Ant Bay better say hi to me this time and not just. He's talking to it. It's happening. Confirmed. (laughs) You're welcome, Ant. We have your back. (laughs) What's uh? What I mean uh is. I was going to bring this up later if we did drink it or dump it. But uh, Kyle Spence, man. Ant had that thing ripping. They had some uh, issues early on at Bridgeport. Had to go. They ran out in the dash to get things shook out. Ended up charging up into the top 10. Uh, pretty pretty impressive run. Very Showed some speed. And uh, definitely was, I think, ninth place, correct? 22nd to ninth. 22nd to ninth. 
even though and I also saw, not to take away from that, but Ricky Diva with the top ten, his first career yeah. top ten. He looked good, like speed. Yeah, was there. Um, you know, I know that. Uh, oh, who's been helping on that car? Uh, oh, Ant knows this. Who's been helping him on that car here? Uh, former driver, I think. Um, son of a gun. Why you figure that out? The spooky stuff know. keeps continuing. Yeah, we mentioned Brett Strickler. Right. Brett Strickler is now watching. Tyler Brem's been helping out with that. Uh, former 358, local 358 driver uh, in that Recchione car. Uh, unfortunately, the owner passed away and that, you know, they folded whatever, but he's been helping him out. And, uh, you know, and I, I've noticed that there's been speed in that car um, since. So looking forward to Ricky Diva and seeing him around more because, I, you know, definitely been – he's had his challenges the last couple of years here locally. So – um, you know, we'll see. You know, another good car, competitive car in PA is not a bad thing. So, uh, first career top 10 um, at Bridgeport. And yeah, I think, uh, by the way, and getting Kyle comfortable in the 410 has taken a little bit of time. He's been very consistent. He's been, doesn't tear up the equipment, but he's trying to get a feel and what he likes. And I think that they finally, like, maybe not finally, but turned a little bit of a corner this weekend on, on, getting Kyle comfortable with what he needs to make speed. And some of that's just seat time. So that's where they're at right now. So the more he can get in that seat, the better. Yeah, for sure. Good. Awesome. I was going to say, uh, I meant to go see them in the pits to do some shoeies with Ant, but uh, that didn't happen. Then we're not savages like Jeremy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. No. no, let's get, I let's just good. talk quick about world finals. Then um, Brad sweet with a 56 point lead or something like that, or something like that. Uh, going into three nights of racing. They have, um, we drank all the beer and went to Applebee's. Sounds right. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, I walked right into the pits as a lot of the fourth hand drivers were, I think, and, 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 uh, Reinhardt were the only 410 drivers left, and they were on. They were packing up and on their way, be done. By the time I got into the pits at the end, hug out with um, yeah, Silver so Crown again next year for the 86. Shout cool. out Chase Deeds. That's a, that's a, that's something I didn't know. That's good. I, that makes sense because Chase ran what, really really what, well. What a season! What a season debut! What a what a year to debut in a Silver Crown car and have the runs they had. Um, you know, World Finals. The one thing that I'm already glad why i'm not going it's gonna be cold as hell down there mm -hmm. and every year i feel like people go down to the world finals to north carolina it's in october and they freeze their asses off every yes. damn year and i'm like why do y'all do that you could do that last here. year was unseasonably warm but yeah last almost year. every year yeah it's like so cold as we get down there and they're in north carolina freezing their asses off i do want to go do that one year I, I just it's i just haven't put it together there's a lot of things i want to go do and put together but world finals definitely a Pretty cool deal. Um, lots of cars, lots of racing. Definitely a valuable ticket, meaning you know you get a lot for your money. So who knows? Next year, T2T hits up Martinsville, travels on south to the World Finals. Who knows? Maybe yeah. so that would be would, cool. We would die. I'm in. We would absolutely die. Yeah. Wait, which one? There you of go. Us? Next year, you're going down as the tire guy for the double zero. Wait, all, all of us. us which one of us? You're the tire guy. I work for Perigo. No. Yeah, and my dad. <laughs> but no, if we did that road trip, we would all probably die. 
Um, who are we looking at as favorites maybe to win because not just the, the World of Outlaw title, but maybe who's strong down at the Charlotte that we should probably keep an eye on? Um, Logan Schuhart. Logan Schuhart. Okay, I think Brent. So. Brent's Jeremy definitely one. Go I'd like to see Brent get a win down there. I don't know if historically he's been like him and, outstanding. Him and, him and Brock were 1-2 last year in the final race. Yeah. Right. If I remember correctly. That's right. He did finish off the year with the win after debuting that scheme. Or no. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? Yeah. It, it was one of the years. I, I, I want to say it was last year because Brock finished second to him. I remember that. They finished 1-2. Yeah. In any case, Logan Schuhart is my pick. Yeah, Miss, uh, I'm Macedo, sure. yeah. Uh, Cole uh, Macedo's running the Deets 14 there oh, this weekend. A new car. Okay. Gets to wreck a different mm -hmm. car. All right, yeah. ten four. <laughs> okay, that's Jeez aggressive. Christ. That's such aggressive. Um, David Gravel is my pick. He can add me, bro. I'll take, I'll take not, the dead pass. Not bias at all. Gravel's your David pick. David Gravel sweeping the weekend. Winning the title. Everything. All quick time. So. All heats. He's gonna win everything. <laughs> I don't know. Brad Sweet's just been too consistent. I don't think. I, he can, I don't think he can make up the ground unless Brad has some troubles. Right. I want to see Brad, I'll take Brad Sweet winning the championship over Gravel winning the championship. I don't. I don't I'm out. Yeah, I'd slide my. Good. I'd slide my mom to pass Gravel in a race. You know, that's what he said I, uh, earlier this year. Yeah. F that guy. Come on the pod and fight me. I. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Don see Don with the win. Brad with the win and a championship. Says yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Brad Sweet losing this championship. We don't either. Your shoe no. doesn't either, because that's what's in focus right now. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Hunter Schoenberg in the um, Alex ABR. Bowman number 55 should be fun to watch. Don't laugh at us, Steph. No laughing. <laughs> don't laugh Steph, at us. Steph's our biggest fan. She can laugh whenever she wants. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. We. I think we lost our late model fan. Remember that guy was in here earlier this year? Yeah, because you said, I hate late models. <laughs> You did that. You think that's why? He came uh, probably. You after you literally said we hate late model fans. After uh, saying, no, I didn't say fans. It was, and it was a joke. He was saying yeah. Jay Z was so saying it very sarcastically, but uh, Jay Z's only ever sixty five percent joking. He knows it. Sixty percent of the time it works every time. What was that? Is that what that was? Something like that. I was just trying it's, to keep it's it reasonable. Science. I, I it reasonable. <laughs> it's it's science. No, I I'm looking forward to watching it. Um I don't know. Do I, I don't even have dirt vision? It's on dirt vision, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not watching. Uh, it. I'm gonna have it's to have somebody idea. hack dirt vision stream, I guess. I don't know. I got you. I am going We got to... the T2T T Dirt Vision account. So I'm going <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm not watching any of it. I'm going to Hershey for Autos and Ales Friday and then some weird festival on Saturday to see Ruts play music. I'm what? boycotting. Yep. I'm boycotting Dirt Vision. Oh, Chris has a new best friend. Aw, it's so cute. Like 17 of them, yeah. Aw. friends. Wow, you they have, have friends. Garage, they have garage beers now. How are you going to work? You're cheating on Perigo with Ruts? I did it when Perigo was there. He helped. What a sportsman slut. <laughs> Look at this RPM hat. Brett doesn't have hats, buddy. Yeah, I'm oh such a slut for the sportsman. 
You move the ruts because Perigo doesn't run a wing? Yeah, that's part of it. Spence is running the micro in Delaware Saturday if you all bored and want to come down. Jersey's bad enough. I don't need to go to fucking Delaware. That was the only only bad part. It wasn't even that bad. And that's one reason I appreciated them keeping the the 4 o'clock start time because I got home at still like midnight. It wasn't bad. Um, Traffic wasn't bad at all. I got a little bit of traffic on the way there. You, I'm kind of glad I left a little early. So but you did have to pay like a ten dollar toll of to the bridge, right? You got to pay to get out of Jersey. Get out, not to get in. Fuck that. I didn't have my Easy Pass on me, so good thing I had cash. Yeah. No. Yeah. Five dollars to get out of Jersey, man. Five dollars. That's to why the fans didn't see me there. You have to pay because of the five dollars. State so awful. You don't. You don't trap me anywhere, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never mind. I'm not going there. I... Critter Olave over here. Um... Um... This thing's off the rails. Where are we going? Let's... Are we yeah, I... Ants we right. They thing? they have to do it, but you guys get to go racing. So, I mean, we get to watch it too. Don't get me wrong, but can't wait to see Before we did track around, and I was a diehard sprint car fan, and they were racing sprint cars every week, and it was running one. I still wouldn't go every week. That's awful. I got stopped in dead stop traffic twice, and there was no construction and no accidents on a Saturday at noon. There's more humans than road. Why is that a thing? It's the East Coast, buddy. Philly, baby. I I bet. I think that's another reason why I liked Bridgeport so much is like it's literally like three miles outside of Philly, basically. And that's. You're degenerate trash. That's that's my people, baby. That's my people. The rot that. I, I, that was another reason I think why Saturday didn't feel so bad because I went to the Eagles game last Sunday and I didn't get home till almost four in the morning. So this this felt it, this just, felt a lot better to get home at midnight. <laughs> all I have to say is in two weeks when Aunt Bay loads his car, he better say hi to me. Or I swear to God, I'm hitting you with that shitty rocket cheesesteak because that's what I was getting when I saw Aunt Bay last. Oh, the rocket pizza and some cheesesteak. Not even it's like world famous. Off. Port Royal's is better. Had one. I want to. I want to try that. Yeah, no, I don't. 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 Oh, you don't. know what? I always get at Baps is the um, the, the mac and cheese stand. I always get that shit. Uh, mac snack. Mac snack. Sure yeah. I always. I get that every single time I go. Yeah. I, they had that Lincoln all year, and if I got out to outside the track, I was always inside. But every time if I got through the tunnel went up, I would always get mac snack. Same thing. So good. I, I made good. one good decision. I was buying a Coke right with Jeremy in the food stand and then i bought that cheesesteak and it just was so not satisfying i'm sorry rocket subs and pizza <laughs> steph goes so chris do, does your shoe or pants have anything to add tonight feel like i've seen them more than you more this is very true cool. hey that's fine <clears throat> no they do not <laughs> i like my uh campfire rocking chair over here all right, and I'm also so, hoping this thing doesn't flood between now and morning. Like, Jesus Christ. Let's wrap All this right. up. Drink it or dump it. Oh, oh, shit. Let's do okay. it. Oh, we're doing that. I'll let you All guys right, steal mine. You go first. You guys are first. I always steal yours, so. Do we have to pay extra for feet? Yeah, I was going to say you should start a an OnlyFans, Chris. Ooh, no, I don't like feet. I'm out. Ain't, ain't nobody want that. Um, <laughs> drink it or dump it. Yeah. I wasn't. At a racetrack this week, so I guess dump it to that. Anything you want. It can be anything. Anything. 
You pick anything you want. Anything. You want me to get a weird? No, drink it. It looks like the weather for BAPS in two weeks so far. Way too far forecast. There's so much good. other shit that you could drink it to, and you're going to go to a two-week weather forecast? Yes, of course not there, bro. You don't have to do it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you don't need to stand for it. It's okay. Well, I'm going to dump it for your attitude. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jimmy, you're up. He's got nothing. All right, I'm going to... I have a couple drinkets. Drinkets to all of our pre-race show guests on the great showings. Kyle Reinhardt, Briggs Danner, Joseph Watson. Um, also to Kyle Spence. Great run by him. Uh, it was fun watching him. And... Uh, and also to obviously Alex and the whole Bridgeport crew and Doug Rose. I'm going to dump it. Uh, Anthony Macri. That was, uh, that was something. Watching dirty. him wreck dirty. for three and a half corners. That's my drink it, though. <laughs> I mean, dump it because uh, he wrecked. Um, All right. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I thought you had more. Um uh, drinking, I'll do the same. Actually, you, you took mine and it's worth it. So uh, Doug Rose and Alex Robinson and the Bridgeport team, that was pretty cool to to be able to do that. Um, not just, you know, for, for Bridgeport and and hopefully, we you know, we know a little bit about what we're talking about when we interview these guys and bring something relevant and to the conversation. So that was cool to be able to do that. So hopefully that's a, a launching pad, a springboard for next year for some other tracks. We can try to do some of that stuff. I think it'd be fun. I think fans like that. Um, my dump it is Joey Amania, Amitia, Amania. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's where mine is. I don't know him that well personally, uh, obviously taking photos. I know RC drives. Um, he blew up the 410 practice night, got a ride Saturday and absolutely destroyed it on Saturday. So he run in the wind with car, but yeah, dump it to, dump it to him. That was a tough day or two. Ampe, um, I forgot about this. Uh, We didn't talk about this. Uh, Danny's wing getting hit by this fire suppression bottle. I didn't Um, see that. That was, I didn't see it. I didn't know about it until I think Sunday. I didn't see it. Um, But Danny's wing was pretty. All right. So Danny's tweet is when I saw it. Someone's bottle went through his wing out over the grains. Out, out, yeah. Place. yeah that's, like, that's, a, that's a problem, not just for him and the safety of the drivers, but fans. If that went yeah. in the wrong direction, right? Like it, 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 something that's supposed to make racing safer is has become a much bigger hazard because these fire suppression bottles have been falling out. Think about Carson Macedo's wreck in the beginning of the year; it didn't work because it flew out because it, it wasn't was there. so violent. When it when it, that was the one time it should have been used, you know, it, it was really needed. Oh, and probably a rock went through your sideboard because after doing the track walk after, yeah, there it was looked some... like, a, like a pebble, a pebble. I mean, there were rocks in that surface like I've never seen. Like a pebble stone road. Yeah. It was like a cobblestone road smoothed out over top. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was a rock. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a dangerous situation. And then I think Danny, you know, he... Um, was upset about the, the the fire suppression bottle in general, and then followed it up with the whole idea of the suppression bottle and it being a money grab for the outlaws. So for the outlaws, yep. He kind of doubled down on the anger of it, and in typical Danny fashion. Again, if there's, I don't think he's wrong. 
I, I don't know. I don't own a team. I don't own a car. I don't know if I have thoughts on it. If it actually made it safer, I'm all in. But it hasn't proven to be that yet. So I think the idea is right because when it first came out, I'm like, oh, this is actually probably a good idea. It's something that you would think that would already be in these cars, but the execution was piss poor. These things don't work. They fly out of the car. They're more of a hazard. They got to figure it out. Don't make yeah. these guys buy something. You know, yeah, maybe it's only a couple hundred bucks in the grand scheme of thing. It, it, you know, to make it safer isn't a big deal. But if it's not going to work and it's going to be more of a safety hazard, figure it the fuck out. You know, yeah. that's just that's unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, it's top score. That makes sense. It must be a New Jersey thing, moron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I heard um, New Egypt was bringing in $300,000 worth of topsoil from Maine or something to resurface. Listen, Craig, you fucking Another, awesome. One of our Australian buddies, Jimmy still hasn't gotten a haircut. It's okay. Yeah, I need a haircut. Yeah, I thought he would have gotten it to come into the bridge portal cleaned up and shiny, but I mean, I did. I got a haircut just for it to look good on that webcam camera, you know. Um, it didn't matter. It was whatever. Um, I'll get a cut at some point. Bunch of comments. Next live stream, we'll have all Miss Kim shave Jimmy's head live. You can Why do not? that. I'm fine with that. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing anyway. Kim's just going to shave my head at some point. When Way I get more entertaining with it. tonight, probably. So there's that. Um, We're out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, Amp A did say track surface was great all weekend. And I thought that as well. It, it was. was pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, no complaints. The rocks were probably went through your wing, but they did not um, deter from the race at all. And I'll tell you what, I was outside the track a lot taking photos and I got destroyed a couple times. Like it hurt. Like <laughs> not only the velocity of what the hell was flying at me, but there was definitely rocks in it for sure. Um, it was sketchy. That's it. Well, next week we will preview. We'll recap the world finals. Um, we will preview the BAPS final showdown, which I'm pretty pumped for. I think we all are. Um, and then um, we'll see what else comes up. Who knows what else is going to come up this week. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody, listening either live or uh, listening to us the next day. We we talked to some people when we were at Bridgeport saying that they, you know, listen to us on the road and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. That, uh, and makes us feel like what we're doing actually kind of means something a little yeah, bit. To maybe like it was cool. The one guy drives truck and, you know, I said, well, if you, if you don't want to change the channel for a while, we ramble on for like two hours at a time. So <laughs> you found the right group of jackasses um, for sure. So <laughs> we can, we can turn this into two hours somehow every time uh, we're getting there tonight. So thank yeah. you so much. everybody. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Yep. Have a good night. Bye, Chris.